You're listening to Thunder Quack Podcast Network. Hi, gang. It's Chloe. Welcome to Riverdale, gang. The critical commentary watch-along podcast normally recorded on unceded Tsleil-Waututh, Squamish, and Musqueam territory, but today um, I am solo. Ryan had tech day, and I am all the way in Philadelphia, which for anyone who doesn't know is in Pennsylvania, which is in the United States, and is on the traditional and ancestral territory of the Lenape people. So welcome. We've never had an opportunity to do a show where there was only one of us, um, it's hard to find, uh, hosts in, co-hosts rather in Philadelphia when the only people that I know here are my, uh, grandparents and my aunt and uncle and young cousin, none of whom, uh, watch Riverdale. <laughs> so Ryan's in tech day for, um, probably a Geek Enders project he didn't actually mention. Uh, there's some really cool Geek Enders projects coming up. There's a whole conglomerate of Star Wars business um happening on may 3rd may 4th haha you know the joke and may 5th i think it's a nude hope and it's just such a wonderful show the first time i ever did any work with burlesque i was a kitty for um the last jedi and uh yes you heard that correctly and a nude hope is just as fun and lots of sparkly stormtroopers and fun jokes and wonderful pop culture references and all of that so um, just a quick note, you may hear some ambient noise. Um, I'm recording this on my phone. Uh, there might be some birds chirping, some ambient city noises. I'm indoors, but you never know. So, um, normally there'd be a ton of banter here, but why don't we get started? Um, in just a few minutes, uh, prom night. I feel like a lot of things go wrong for teenagers on prom, in, on prom night, um, in American media. Poor Carrie. Poor Carrie, as an example. <laughs> but I feel like everything sort of culminates with a dance or prom night or whatever. Um, I did love in this episode a bit of a sort of self-awareness about how these teenagers have left a lot of real life behind. Although I did find it interesting that we find out that they haven't really left real life behind in the sense that for me, um, Veronica is the one who has the most unrealistic plot, um, in terms of her business ownership, and, um, it gets explained in this episode, um, in a way that I really like. So, um, a little return to normalcy and scared teenagers and so on and so on and so on. So, um, why don't we jump in? Let us jump. Love me a good jump. Uh, let me just get this all set up here. So because I'm in the States, I'm watching this on the CW website. So I can't do our usual Netflix Badoom and uh, Warner Brothers sing-along. So get your Netflix all ready. And I will say the notorious previously on Riverdale words so that you know... Uh, that that's coming. I will do my best not to go silent, but it is just me today. So um, there might be a couple of moments where I go, ooh, interesting plot, and go a little quiet. Um, all right, gang, let's jump in. Let's do this together. Have I got your support? Hooray! I'm so excited. Okay, let's say you've pressed your Netflix. Ba-doom! 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 
previously on Riverdale. It was Betty Weiss this time. Um, all right. I'm kind of over not knowing who the, um, uh, Gargoyle King is. I really did think it was Edgar. It might still be Edgar, to be honest. Um, but God, that actor is so good at being creepy. I, I did never really watch Chad Michael Murray movies as a, as a teenager, but boy, I don't, I like, he's beautiful. Obviously he's a very beautiful man, but he's really, really good at being creepy. Um, I, what, why are we, why are we getting the black hood back? Why? On a side note, this is a, the sound cue in this shot is so good. Like it is just so good. It's so much fun. Um, and, and this long shot of the road, like, like this is very kind of, I don't want to say atypical for Riverdale because they do make fun, cool choices like this, but I, that, that, ooh, that sound cute really got to me. And now we're coming back with slightly more dramatic, like television music. This road looks familiar, but like every road in this show looks familiar to me because it's shot in our neck of the woods, mine and Ryan's, not Philadelphia. Um, I, man, FP, like, is really dropping the ball of being, like, a responsible sheriff, letting all, like, details go to teenagers and taking his son to the, whatever it is, the, um, the bus. I found that bus very creepy. Um, so do we think that Hal is actually back? Do we think it's actually Hal? Do we think it's someone else? Do we think it's someone from the farm? I think this is all set up to get Betty to stay at the Sisters of Quiet Mercy, to be honest. Um, maybe all the adults are in on it. Maybe that'll be the big reveal. And maybe every teenager in Riverdale will get legally emancipated. <laughs> uh, my dream. My dream. Um, some lovely, lovely acting from Lily Reinhardt, I think. Um, so here... Here is Molly Ringwald as Mary Andrews with no Fred. I wonder if they reshot this. I wonder if this was Fred for a bit and they're trying to make room for Mary's character a little more because she'll probably have to take over um, in place of um, Fred, obviously. I'm interested to see how they're going to do that because Molly Ringwald obviously hasn't been on the show all that often. Um... I liked the dynamic between them. It's cool, especially since um, Molly Ringwald got famous playing um, a teenager. Well, she got famous with a couple of films, but um, I'm thinking particularly of The Breakfast Club, where she plays a teenager who, like, tries to keep her parents happy, meanwhile doing things that, you know, she's quote-unquote not supposed to do. So um, it, was a, it was fun. It was fun seeing her be the parent in that dynamic. Alice, I just want, like, Alice, blink twice. Free Alice, like, free Melania. Also, you can see her, I think, real tattoo on her other arm. Real in the sense that the actor actually has it. This was a cool scene between Jughead and Jellybean. I really liked it. Um, he talks to her like she's a grown-up. And manages to get some really fun... Oh, there's a phone ringing. My grandparents have a noisy, noisy old phone. Did my grandmother pick it up? No. Isn't this fun? Coming to you live from my uncle's old bedroom. Oh, oh, it's still ringing. 
it's still ringing well um okay so let's pretend it's not ringing oh good thanks grandma um uh you met the gargoyle king and he like handles this so like calmly but like what does it mean who is the gargoyle king i'm i'm tired of wondering about this um I feel like a candy that I know isn't going to taste that good has been dangled in front of me for an entire season. I kind of just want to be told. <laughs> um, so this dynamic with um, Mad Dog, who's been fighting longer, I think, at least fighting um, uh, in the sense of uh, Leopold and Loeb Juvenile Detention Center, is kind of being passed over for Archie, but I guess it makes sense. Like, Archie and Veronica have this... Um, uh, previous dynamic. I guess it makes sense. Grumpy, grumpy, grumpy. Um, Fangs. Fangs, like, oh, man, I want to know this, um, show from Fangs' perspective. I bet you anything there's a really good fa uh, fan fiction. A Fang fiction. Oh, I'm hilarious. Um, crack myself up. Uh, a Fang fiction out there. <laughs> I'm keeping that. Um, about the show from his perspective. I know I've said that before, but, like, come on. Um, it's, it is kind of touching to see Veronica be so proud of her businesses. And it turns out that, you know, she's been had. The, <clears throat> the kids are like, this is kind of a, they're back in the high school. They're talking like, disenfranchised teenagers again you know we've got our gang it'll be fine prom <laughs> I feel like um I feel like Ryan would be just going off about the black hood right now like I really I mean I can't speak for him but I really don't feel like he would like this plot point I really don't like it either to be honest I it feels tired to be using the last season's villain Maybe serial killer dads are the eternal villain. That would make sense. Cheryl being Cheryl. I love the choices made with Cheryl and Tony in this episode. They are back. I'm so happy to see them. They think the farm is limiting. Promise this weekend? We still do things like that here? I love that. Um, I love the self-awareness of that. Um... <laughs> Only for you, Betty Cooper. <laughs> ugh, so funny. Um, ugh, I don't know how I feel about Varchie either. I wonder if this season has been a bit of an aberration and the writing team is realizing they, not realizing, are thinking maybe that they need to get back to a, a version of the show that's a little more innocent, a little more focused on, um, romances and a little more focused on, uh, adolescent stuff. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what happens in season four because they're already reusing stuff from season two. And I'd be interested to see if there's like completely new material in season four or, um, if we're, returning to or not returning to if we're gonna head into new themes be kind of cool i 
liked the musical cues in this episode quite a bit, or some of the sound editing choices, I guess, in this episode quite a bit. Ooh, a little flame at the end of that gun. Um, the punch and the gun, the cool sound cue at the beginning. Um, the Normally this um, show has a, a very modern, for lack of a better word, soundtrack. I know that makes me sound like I'm ancient, but like contemporary. There we go. Um, but I think Eye of the Tiger comes up later, very kind of retro. Um, good acting from Lily Reinhardt here. I believe her. I really believe her. I believe that she's, like, sad and relieved all at the same time. Maybe she isn't sad. I'd be a little sad. You only got one dad. Often. If your parents are a heterosexual couple, you only got one dad. I really, I wonder if Jellybean's actually missing here because Jug comes down and can't find her. Um, but apparently she's at school. I'm skeptical. Teenagers are never where they say they are. I loved this um, set of sets and props. Man, it was so good. Um, I don't really know why. I think it's the stuff hanging from the ceiling and all the symbols. I find that stuff pretty creepy. Oh my god, there goes the phone again. So fun. Love a good phone in the background of a podcast. Coming to you live from who knows what. Um, I found, yeah, because they almost look like crosses, but they kind of look like creatures. I don't know. It was fun. And of course, the hero happens to look down and find the gospel. Good prop. Looks real. Looks like an old book. The gospel. The gospel of Gargoyle, according to Gargoyle. I'm such a dork. I find it interesting that he hides it from his... I guess I don't find it interesting that he finds it from his... Hides it from his dad. That makes perfect sense. Oh. Ah, yes. So, I mean, again, returning to those adolescent choices, like, that's such an adolescent thing to just, like... Um, uh, um, uh, forge your mother's signature. I'm sorry, I was distracted by the uh, fire and ice tattoo. I've been re-watching Game of Thrones, um, partly because, wow, that last episode was a lot. Um, but, um, the, uh, I'm talking over this promposal right here. Um, there was no, oh, we were supposed to get a promposal between Kevin and Fangs, and it seems to have been cut. Boo. Okay, so Fire and Ice I thought was a reference to Song of Ice and Fire, like Game of Thrones kind of a thing, and that would be the explanation for the Renaissance thing, but apparently it's something else. Is it, are, are Tony and Cheryl the Fire and Ice? Because who's the Fire and who's the Ice? Like, I feel like either of them could qualify. Um, one thing I find interesting is that, um, Evelyn is sort of behaving like a perpetual teenager. Um, it's not like it drops when they're both, when people who know the story are talking to her. Cheryl's still like, you're one of, like, you're one of the small people and I can manipulate you. Um, which I guess makes sense. She talks to other adults that way too. But not with quite the same I'm the queen bee 
Like, you'd think the cult leader's wife would get a little more deference. You know, grieving a serial killer dad is a thing people have had to do in this life. And I don't know much about it. Um, I just want to acknowledge that that's a real thing. Oh, ambient city noises. Welcome to Philadelphia. Where it's always sunny, it is actually sunny today. Just like my dad. Coming back down to reality. Love that. Voice of reason, Betty Cooper. I have experience with serial killers, and here's how they work. They are flesh and blood. I can't imagine what it would be like. I'm very lucky. I have wonderful parents. It's hard to imagine what it's like to hate a parent, but to also have that connection, the connection of childhood with them. It's hard to imagine. Anyway, Kurtz's autopsy. Rawr. Um, the tattoos are interesting. Uh, so I'm really glad that RV does, Archie doesn't join the RV. Archie in the Navy. RV. It's the ship of Archie in the Navy. Ha ha ha. Um, this is sort of fun. This is like normal. Again, we're returning to these high school, like normal high school coming of age themes. Mom being like, you need to think about your future. Also kind of strange. I guess it's not that strange. But I've been thinking a lot about how our futures are going to be so different because of climate change. And it would be kind of cool to see teenagers dealing with that in like a uh, our favorite weird dark sugar, sugar trash show. That'd be kind of fun. I don't think it's going to happen. These are all middle class kids with middle class parents who are ignoring the coming doom. But anyway, um, it is normal to... Um... Hey, Nikolai. Hey, local actor. Um, anyway, all this to say, we're back to these normal themes in a big way in this episode. I found the exchange between these two women a little wooden. Um, love seeing a woman, a woman, a woman, <laughs> love seeing, oh, Sarah Florence, oh my god, this is kind of a fun little exchange, this was a nice, like, female empowerment exchange, Sarah Lawrence is referenced here, um, and here we have a, a naval officer who's a woman, I didn't know that women could actually join the Navy, anyway, here we are, college degree and a job. I understand why people join the military. I really do. Um, we're kind of, yeah, I don't know. I understand why people join the military. I actually thought about it very briefly, but I didn't have it in me. I didn't, I'm not the right mindset for, for the military. Anyway, this is very, um, this is very good. I kind of like this scene. It's sweet. Molly Ringwald's like being a good mom. So I can't, I almost recognize this actor. I almost don't. I don't know. It's weird. Um, would a 20 really work? He's a tattoo artist. He makes a ton of money. Tons of money. Just like the first guy. Okay, so who's the first guy? Who's the first guy? We're going to figure this out together, Riverdale gang. Um, name or photo? No. 
it is they are kind of beautiful tattoos i feel like if riverdale ever achieved cult status that would get tattooed on people i don't think riverdale is a cult status so is it edgar did he have his tattoos removed sister cheryl this is interesting this is like very like blatant manipulation i love all these crystals and like terrariums and candles for this cult leader's like office do you like being a member immensely it's genuine for cheryl but I love that she's breaking down. I hope we find, I, th I love the idea of like them not letting her leave the cult and Cheryl's like, all right, hold still while I blow you up. <laughs> you know, I can't, ugh. what a manipulative little dude, big dude, big good looking dude. Done campaigning. Poor girl. Poor girl. Okay, so here we go. We're getting back to Veronica's actual adolescence. Of course her dad owns everything. Like, I finally buy this. I finally buy this plot because Veronica doesn't actually own it. She's not actually a young entrepreneur. Her dad's just been pulling the strings the whole time. <sighs> Hermione, hurry up and shoot Hiram. Just do it take the bullet by giving the bullet i just made that up that expression um this actor looks familiar and i can't i can't place him i don't know if he's local but he looks so 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 familiar i'll look him up at the break <laughs> um Poor Archie. Two fights in a day. Here we go. Very, very adolescent plot. How will he do it? Two fights in a day. It will result in he and his mom having some feelings. Jughead doesn't think to say to Betty, you're obsessed, because he's also obsessed. I, you know, I kind of love this... I kind of love this pair. Like, it's been schlocky and annoying at points, but they have a very, like... I don't know. They have, a, they have a good dynamic. I know they're a couple in real life, but, like, they also act well off each other instead of just being in love on screen. Um... Like, I, I think Betty's right about this. I think Betty is right about this because last season she figured out the Black Hood early and then she, um, like, wasn't proven right immediately and then eventually was. I just am so annoyed that the Black Hood is back. How do you feel, gang? Message. Tell us. Okay, so boxers and wrestlers and jockeys, I swear, all have eating disorders. Losing six pounds in a week is, like not healthy it's not good for you from my from my lips to your ears riverdale gang don't do it um thank you voice of reason veronica it is a little off the rocker 
silence here, not in Philadelphia. You can probably hear the sirens, but in the show. Annapolis, that's in Indiana? I think so. Yeah. Um, later, the car that we see Veronica getting into. Oh, man, what is this, like, hippy-dippy um, outfit that Alice is wearing? What? Oh my god, you're even wearing a trench coat, Betty. Trench coat, Betty. It's interesting, like, a good cult leader, a good leader, period. Um, it's a good, it's a good choice that he's made here. It's like, yeah, we'll just, we'll just deal with this teenager's quote-unquote crazy question. Of, uh, my wrist. I sort of don't buy that this dude doesn't have tattoos. He just like exudes tattoo feel. Anyway, man, this is such a different episode without Ryan, <laughs> without our banter. I wonder what he would make of this scene of Betty marching in to ask her new stepdad technically to remove his clothes. Of course, it's a Dilfs of Riverdale cheesecake shot in a big way. By the way, I learned that one of the ways they get them to look so cheesecakey is they do a couple of reps before they go on screen. What is the what is the jewel around his neck? What are the symbols? I don't I don't see anything. Does that satisfy you, Betty? It's a bit sexual. Of course, we all knew he was a creep. He's probably going to marry Betty and Polly after. So this is what I mean. This um. I have the tiger montage here is like so fun but like a really unusual um song choice for Riverdale I feel um there hasn't been there's been a ton of like vintage references in the design but there hasn't been a lot of retro music maybe in the background it pops but I've never really noticed it Okay, where are we going with this boxing thing? I'm going to be Ryan for a sec. I'm bored. Why don't, why is there boxing? I don't know why Ryan's Southern, but he's not Southern. Um, <clears throat> why, why are we getting this? Is this an opportunity for Archie to just have some plot? Is it an opportunity for him to look puking? No, I see eating disorders. Um, is it an opportunity for KJ Appa to get in his, like, once per every few episodes shirtless shot like what's the deal I don't know I don't know how I feel about it it should be a relief your mom's not marrying a second serial killer Betty he's not wrong that's a good point um I don't know why Jughead didn't guess that trying to use the Gargoyle King's rules would result in someone like maybe not living through it. Um, sorry, my captions got just, just disappeared and I'm confused and now I have to talk over the characters in a very different way without also knowing what they're saying. It's fine. It's fine. Um, I, yeah, all these, like, pseudo-religious references, well, not pseudo, all these religious references in Riverdale in the last season, 
has been really interesting. Like, I wonder, I'm, there's this thing that we talked about in, uh, I can't remember if it was creative writing or in my creative writing degree or in my high school English class, which shows you, one, how long I've been out of school, and two, probably could insert something sarcastic about art students here, but whatever, it's been too long, I don't care. Um, there's this, the so what you notice something about a text or you put something in a text. So what? Why Why the Gargoyle King? Why the cults? So what? Why the gospel? So what? So what, Riverdale? I don't know why. I, turkey legs. Why turkey legs? Um, Cheryl, Cheryl mad about her cult beautiful car. Love the car. Um, I'm interested in where this is going to go. I feel like we need our Cheryl with her little red riding hood cape and bow and arrow back. And like, I want to see some plot from Tony. The pretty poisons take down, the pretty poisons and the serpents take down, um, the cult. I'd be into that. Be real into that. Show it to me, Riddell. want to see it. I'm kind of glad that we didn't actually see the fight. Um, I mean, obviously there wasn't time in the episode, but also I just, yeah, we saw him training. We don't need to see the fight. We've seen a lot of fights recently. Um, I find it interesting. <clears throat> Her persistence is stronger than your uppercut, Archie. That is true. Um, this is a way that a lot of women court men. I've done it too. I'll do all these nice things for you and I'll help you. Um, I'm seeing some Hermione supporting Hiram here. I'm going cold in here. Um, counselor. Is that a rank? I don't know. We think it's food poisoning. And here he is. Being an idiot. I Oh, sorry, I don't use that word very... Being a, a foolish young man. Um, <laughs> um, and... Baby's not doing so hot. Boof. He's fine. Um, love some lines from Bernadette Beck here. I love her manspread. I love it all. Um, this is like the first time I've ever seen Betty give orders as the Serpent Queen ever. <laughs> How many episodes in are we to this show? So many. So many is the answer. Um, I did wonder briefly if this was going to work. Um didn't, um, which I think should have been obvious to me, but I did wonder if this was going to work. Have I mentioned him over this plot? I'm, I actually really like this episode. I like the way it's paced. I like all the intertwining plots. Um, love the return to the adolescence. Love, love the trash. Like, this is good dark sugar trash this week. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm just not crazy about this villain. Mom's about to be a mom. 
Yeah. You make a good point, Mom. Here's some water. <laughs> um, how do we feel about Varchi, gang? How are we feeling about that? How are you feeling about the potentially imminent return of Varchi? I think maybe they're just bored. Um, Josie's left. Um, uh, Charles Melton. What's his character? Oh my god. Reggie's like been an adult and given Veronica some space. And they're teenagers. Of course they want to snuggle and etc. That's like the cleanest I've ever been on this show. It's so interesting now that I'm an adult, um, this notion of thinking about the rest of your life, I, it is, like, so essential. I don't love this, um, uh, I don't love this outfit on Veronica. Loved Betty's. I thought it would be interesting, um to do something different with Veronica's hair for this, but it appears um, it's the same hair all the time. Bless. She's just such a pretty girl. Which is like the most annoying sexist thing that everyone says. Where was the promposal? Where was it? I also love that Fangs just like stays in leather fun dress on Betty. They they dress the dudes up good for this episode. They dress the dudes up real good. Um, I also love that these kids all just have like perfect renaissance costumes just like on hand. <laughs> Prom court. Surprises. I don't know. I think, uh, I think both, um, KJ Appa and Cole Sprouse really suited this look. I would be open to seeing their uh, Shakespeare version of something. I don't know. I probably wouldn't be open to that. Um, also, this fun collar on Betty. Fun hair. It's all good. Except he's not. You can kind of tell. It has that. Oh, also, we've got some like 80s music. Return of Molly Ringwald in this episode. All sorts is happening. All sorts. Um, yeah, fun collar. Fun collar on these dudes. I like it. I, uh, I'm always, like, every now and again, I stop and re remember that KJ Appa is from New Zealand, and I just, like, mind blown. Very, very, very good American accent, to be honest. You are doing better than a lot of far more experienced older actors Benedict Cumberbatch has a terrible American accent there I said it um and just some dreadful British accents by um Americans well done KJ Appa so here it is the reveal you are just a child you really are just a kid I like this reveal this works for me um why have none of these kids thought about legal emancipation? Like, really, I'm getting to the point where it, it is unbelievable to me. Like, Cheryl says it once, I think, during the Carrie episode. But sort of 
it's unofficial. I don't know. I think it would be really fun. A courtroom drama that is the emancipation of the Riverdale teens. I'd watch that. I've said this before. I'd still watch it. Disco ball, retro music. Ooh, fabulous coat on Cheryl. And love the pink braid over Tony's forehead. Really fun. Um, I wanted to see more of Tony's outfit, actually. I'm seeing some bare shoulders. I'm seeing a cool necklace. I think I wanted to see more of Cheryl. I love this. A sense to me. I love that her priorities are so adolescent. She just wants to be prom queen because she's a selfish, vain girl. And that is so awesome in a woman. Women need to be selfish and vain. There. I said it. Come at me. Um... I, oh, and here's the sound cue. Okay, so I, I just don't know about this. Is Hal gonna, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just annoyed. I'm just really annoyed. Is it Hiram? I know we saw him separate from the Gargoyle King once, but maybe... So Hyam's in with the Gargoyle King. Edgar probably is. Now it appears that Hal is like Toxic Dads of Riverdale. He needs to become a hashtag and Toxic Dads. Aw, sweet lady in her sweet dress. Um, ooh, yeah. Good outfits on Cheryl and Tony. Love it. Absolutely love it. We're not a prom queen. Betty Cooper and Cheryl's just like ugh what is my life um I one of the corpses we see later I definitely thought was Evelyn it wasn't but I definitely had a moment of oh that's an interesting twist but it wasn't um man this actor is so good at looking terrified um very strong Oh, I love that the disco ball is still can be seen out here. And all these cuts to Alice. Like, I wonder... That's kind of an interesting choice. Because, um, yeah. Is that for us or is that going through Betty's mind? My mom did this once. Um, ugh. No seed. No bad seed at the farm with flip for your fate I like this show's symbolism is so messy but um this scene creeped me out this scene totally creeped me out I'm I also like I think Betty might be my new favorite character to be honest um although oh, Tony and Cheryl are like getting better now that they're leaving the farm I think I hope I really hope um I honestly didn't know what to expect here I sort of had a feeling I forgot about how like I just why does no one just go over to him and rip off his mask or at least try to it would be so much more <gasps> what if it's would it be like Alice or Hermione who is it? What is the deal? It's definitely not Satan from Sabrina. I don't think. Bringing a gun to prom. Classic. We're just not going to deal with that. The sheriff's not going to ask her any questions about it. He's got a hook. 
Ugh, so creepy. Why doesn't he pick up her gun? Also, I don't think this is Hal. Maybe it is Hal. I don't know. What is what is the deal? Not at not Evelyn. This is a strange this is a strange choice. Like this is scary. This whole sequence is like really well shot. I'm really scared for Betty. Um and how does he not notice her doing that? Um again, fun long shots, all this like whooshing of her of her outfit. Um going into the closet where the where principal featherhead died um the scrape of the hook like like this is a great sequence but i'm so annoyed that the black hood is back i'm just like not here for it i'm really really not into it um oh good sound cue here this like so many like cool lighting in this sequence those like pinky reds the blues that are normally it pops that ryan always notices and talks about and just like the fabulous like sound cues in this episode like really 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 fun um of all the things in a locker room you pick up you pick up a hockey stick she's probably not thinking super clearly um also it's a television show in the famous words of uh What's his name from Hunger Games? It's a television show. Oh, man, so creepy. Is this corpse in here headless? I need to see. I can't remember. What have we got? What's she got? Oh, wait, her phone. Good. Way to not keep that in your purse that you dropped. Yep, it's headless. That's so scary. And it looks like an adult. Who is it? Who is it? And why does he stop? I don't know. Just, oh, the sequence was great, though. I really liked the sequence. Like, it it belongs in a, <laughs> in a better episode. The episode itself is good. I'm sorry. I'm just so annoyed that the Black Hood is back. Maybe I've said that already. Yay! Ugh. Ugh. Poor girl. Very scared. Poor woman. Very scared. Man. Poor Betty. <laughs> They're treating this like... This is, like, treated as hot gospel. Um, I'm skeptical. Is it how... Is this all just all set up to scare Betty? I think it's all set up to scare Betty and to get her to stay at the Sisters of Quiet Mercy. These poor kids, like, keep having, like, school events that people die at <laughs> so much. <laughs> was he just hanging out at home while Fred was out of town? Like, parenting in this show is so weird. <laughs> So strange. I, well, I mean, that's one attitude you could take, Molly Ringwald. 
Ringwald, Mary Andrews. I understand this. Like, I've met people who really think boxing is just evil. Um, I think it's a beautiful sport, personally, but it does do a lot of damage to your body. Whole lot of damage. I love that it's a fruit. Um... I think that I, I don't know if Alice is in on this like I don't I just don't know what the deal is you have to deal with this mom uh, what is this like sparkly dinosaur on Betty's I mean she makes a good point um he is a fool, or a fooler, because he's a serial killer. I think this has all been set up to get Betty to stay. I'm, like, I'm almost 100% positive. Let the farm protect you. Ugh. Don't do it, Betty. Although, that will make the next couple of episodes really interesting. This is going to be fun plot. Nod. Ugh, no, get sprung out. Well, Riverdale, I just don't know. I don't know. Well, this has been the solo Chloe show, Riverdale Gang of One Only. Um, and that was a fun episode. By and large, I like that episode, even though I'm really, really not crazy about the plot choice that they've made. I don't care about the Black Hood. I don't know why he's back. Um, but this episode was so great on, like, a technical side with the the cool lighting and the sound cues. The sound, I'm, I find, like, obviously sound cues are very evocative. What a foolish thing to say. Sound cues are always evocative, but I found these ones particular, like, the type of, um, that, like, like elongated grinding quality that particular type of sound cue I find really 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 evocative um yeah cool episode it was a fun episode to do alone there was a lot to talk about um and because I was so mad about the plot it was easy not to go quiet I went quiet a couple of times so thank you so much for bearing with us Riverdale gang um Ryan uh sends his regards from tech I send my regards from Ancestral Lenape Territory here in Philadelphia. Um, and I don't even know what the next two episodes are going to be like. Um, normally this is like end game where like I was gripping, I have to say like I was gripping my chair quite a bit at the end of season two and I'm not gripping my chair this time. But I'm glad that Tony and Cheryl are no longer thinking so hard about the cult. That interests me. Okay, Riverdale gang, I think I'm going to let you go. Um, let's see what happens next week. Thank you so much for joining us, gang. This has been Riverdale gang, the critical commentary watch-along podcast of Riverdale the show. I'm Chloe, missing my Ryan, and we'll see you next week. Bye, gang!